0: Welcome to the Small Church Leadership Podcast, the podcast where we are helping the small church fulfill the big mission. My name is Brian. I am a fellow small church pastor alongside of you guys and alongside of two of the most awesome dudes in this room, at least two of the three of the most awesome (laughs) dudes in this room, Joey
1: and Colby. Colby, what's up, man? Not much. I do CrossFit and drink black coffee.
0: <laughs> there we go. I like it. I like it.
1: My <laughs> life is dope and I do dope things.
0: <laughs> Joey, how are you doing, man? I am blessed. I love it. So he threw us for a loop with that one, didn't he? Yeah, he, Joey? he did. I,
1: I've been saving that one for a little while because I think that's funny. That's, that's right. what uh, John Acuff said on a podcast was that, uh, drink black, black coffee drinkers, uh, are the CrossFit of coffee drinkers because anybody that does crossfit they tell you they do crossfit they have to tell you and, and, and if you drink coffee and you don't put creamer in it you gotta let everybody know that no i just drink my coffee straight i don't put all that foo foo yeah. sissy stuff in it so i do crossfit and i drink black coffee yeah. and i i'm just like man enjoy
0: your hot bean juice i'm gonna put some <laughs> vanilla in this thing
2: i'm with you yeah. yeah put all the sissy stuff in mine go ahead. what he didn't use put in mine
0: i'll tell you. i That's thought this right. was just
1: gonna be brown hot water it is <laughs>
0: Yes. It's like, God, this is terrible. This has got to be a joke. You guys know this is terrible, right? Yeah. So, well, guys, today we are just off the heels of our special 50th episode. Woo! The 50th episode of this multi-national, multinational. podcast that we have That's going awesome. on here. Today in episode 51, we are talking about how to deal with a lack of resources. Now I know you guys have never experienced that, right? Like you've always had every resource you've needed as a small church leader, right?
2: What? the Lord hasn't just opened the hev- windows of heaven and provided everything you There's people out there that don't have the resources they need. I think there are people that
0: don't have the faith of of the magnitude oh, of a a Reverend okay. Joey. I think that that's what we're dealing with.
2: <laughs> All I can picture is my first church there when when you say that and the overhead uh the the old uh over hip projectors that yes. your professor had that he wrote the little th- on the uh thing and then erased it before you could take the <laughs> notes that's that what we were awesome. projecting the uh uh well we thought' it was high, they, there, yeah, that's high that, tech that, back yeah, in the day that man. Was, they thought they were high tech and um, and
0: the best part of that
2: is that was probably
0: Old technology by the time you were pastoring. Oh, yeah. But that was all that you were able to, all that you had there.
2: They, they had the projectors out now. You had to cut all the lights on to see them off, to see them, but they had <laughs> the, the projectors out there because they hadn't got as bright as they are now and stuff. So,
0: Man, that's some old school stuff right there. Mm-hmm. I wasn't around in those days. <laughs> <laughs> I was. I wasn't around in those. <laughs> things. See, see, what what people don't realize is those projectors were actually part of what was in the Ark of the Covenant, right? Like, it was <laughs> it was part of the tree that budded and the commandment tablets and an overhead projector. Isn't that what was
1: in there?
2: Yeah, and the bulb would blow on Sunday morning right, as you cut it on. <laughs> oh, inside. gosh, and in, man.
1: It, Well, we had them in school, so you couldn't take that bulb out because it was a million degrees. You had to wait till it yeah. cooled down a little yeah. bit or get asbestos gloves to take them off because oh, they were so hot. But uh, It looked like you worked for the bomb squad. Yeah, yeah I, I wasn't. In the church, when the church used those things, so man,
0: so Joey, you know what it's like then to deal with the lack of resources. What about this guy over here,
1: Mister Colby? You don't know about that, do you? Not that thing, but I know what it's like to to go with uh, go without. I know it's uh, you know you've got high uh, aspirations, you know you want to do some great things, and and you look at the budget and it's not there, or you look at mm-hmm. the people and they're not there, or you look at the equipment and it's not there, and so yeah. there you are that's the life of a small church leader, yeah. man. Like whether you're the pastor or whether you're
0: a Sunday school person, like, uh, you know, I remember back whenever, uh, color copies were a big deal and like, don't let the, the men's Sunday school group use more color copies than they're allotted. Cause then my goodness, like, Ooh, all non heaven breaks loose if that goes <laughs> down. Right. Because
2: we've got an allotment and we can't
0: spend all of that. And, Like just, like
2: 25, cents a copy after
0: the new alignment. That's it. And so resources, they're a big deal. And it's almost like in ministry, whatever, again, whatever position you're at, whatever role you're playing, it's almost like you're, 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 you're you're the Israelites from Exodus. You still got to make the bricks, but Pharaoh's taking the straw away from you. And you still have to make the same amount of bricks as you did before. And it just can be emotionally, mentally, spiritually draining. To have to deal, to have to do ministry with a lack of resources. So as we talk about this today, um, man, I feel like I've just sucked the air out of the podcast <laughs> room. Like, hey, small church leader, everything sucks and all that. But that's not the case, man. Like we have found creative ways to deal with lack of resources. And, and just like every person who's been listening, they found some creative ways. And, and sometimes, man, you just got to put your head down and go to work and make the most with that. Uh, whatever it is that you can make the most of. Here's something that I have learned. A black and white copy reads just the same as a color copy. The words are still going to be the same words. It's not like whenever you write the name Jesus in red letters that it's even more special or more holy than writing it in black letters. So maybe you can make do with what you got. Joey's over here shaking his head no. I think I may have just anathematized myself over there.
1: (laughs) Well, the red letters are from Jesus himself. Right. When he spoke, literal red came out of his mouth. Yeah, yeah.
0: So, guys, how do you deal with lack of resources emotionally? Now, that's the key word in that is emotionally, because most of us take this kind of take it to heart. So how do you deal with a lack of resources emotionally?
2: I wonder why God loves everybody else so much more than me that they got the resources that I want. <laughs> or I wonder what I've done for God not to give me what I need. Uh, uh,
0: are you, now, are you wondering that out loud? Because me and Colby have a list of things <laughs> you that we can, you can, we can okay. share with you. Yeah, that's, see, so that's one of the things, man, when you start taking it personally, right? Yeah. Like, God, like, I've been, and are you like me, Joey, where you start rehearsing all the things that you've been doing for God? Uh, yes. Making that that's gonna <laughs> like, make him be like, oh, okay, I forgot, Brian, you've done you're all right, these wonderful things. Right. Here's, here's <laughs> an extra $10,000 in the budget for you, just for you, Brian. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What uh, about you, uh, Colby?
1: Well, I, and I don't want to sound like I got it all together, but I don't really worry too much about having a lack of resources. Uh, I look at what I got and I can only do what I can do with what I have. And, and so that's kind of been my mentality for a long time. Now it hasn't been my mentality the whole time because early in my ministry I was going, I was going to conquer the city. We were going to change this city in the name of Jesus and we were going to do it all. And when the second Sunday that I was the pastor and that they all didn't show up in droves, <laughs> I you know, where are the people, you know? And so I, I've been in that spot but over and it's not like I've been a pastor forever, but over the years I've just realized I can't do what I can't do with stuff I don't have. Yeah. And so what can I do with what I do have? you know i don't have the big budget i don't have a lot of people i don't have a lot of equipment so what I, what can i do with what i got and where can i get the equipment or where can i get some more people to just help me out for this task or this thing and so i don't really spend a lot of time looking at the uh the the lack of resources as much as i look at what can I do with what I have? Yeah, that's really good perspective, man. I like it.
2: Yeah, generally I'm, I'm looking for that technology or that item or the, those people to solve my problem. Yeah, yeah. If I had this, if I had that projector, then people would come. If, if, you know, at one time, if I had a sidewalk Sunday school truck, we would go out and do some more sidewalk Sunday schools. Well, after I got the truck, guess what I didn't do? Right. I didn't go out and do any more than what I was already doing because I had the truck. The resource yeah. didn't change anything. Right. It's like
0: that old saying that a $10,000 Rolex and a $10 watch tell time the same way. Yeah. 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 And so, you know, using what you've got and being happy and thankful with what you've got. Now, that doesn't mean that we're not looking ahead and we're not kind of brainstorming and thinking of ways to come up with other, other, other things, but... Man, at the end of the day, like, I'm a guitarist, and one of the things that a lot of guitarists do, Joey's picked on me before, is, uh, what is it? The pedals, uh, replace the talent. Yes. And, uh, <laughs> I'm in a one, <laughs> why are you laughing, man? That I just feelings. find that funny. <clears throat> but there's one, uh, one guitar group that I'm in, and they talk about, no matter how expensive that pedal is, it's not gonna practice for you, and it's not gonna make up for the <laughs> fact that your wrists are sloppy. Mm-hmm. You gotta stop and practice, and you gotta work. And I'm like, man, that is so, Hurtful. Like, mark as offensive, mark as offensive, and I'll make great Zuckerberg come and shut that group down. But anyway, we have to realize that we can work with what we've got. So uh, let, let me ask this. What are some of the top resources that small church leaders lack?
1: Money and people. Money and people, those, yeah, are ones, those, right? are those are the big ones. Those are the big ones. Equipment. I, I said equipment yeah. earlier. I mean, it depends on if you're trying to do something outside and you don't have a sound system for outside. You you need a sound system from outside. Um, so you just, there, there's probably more uh, pastors that right. are listening. They're probably like, oh, what about this? What about this? What about that? Uh, but, you know, I think those are the uh, kind of the big three maybe. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I, I agree with that, man. Money and people. And I think typically I think in that order as well. I think Money first, people second, and then the gear next. Mm -hmm. And uh so Ben, let's kind of talk about that a little bit. Like how have you dealt with not having enough money, not having enough people, not having enough equipment?
1: Quit paying our bills. What's that? We just quit paying our bills. (laughs) (laughs) So then we then we ended up with more money. There you go. (laughs) That's a lie. My treasurer (laughs) takes very good care of us, making sure things are done. Um Yeah. I mean, it's obvious we'd all love some more money so that we can do more of the God's work of God's work. Right. So, uh, but it's, I'm going to sound like a grump, but stop whining and figure it out. When do you not sound like a grump? That may be, but, uh, (laughs) stop whining and figure it out because, you know, uh, so when I first started here, uh, in 2012, um, my very first, so my first day was August 5th, August 6th, I'm sitting in a meeting with my leaders and, uh, And I said, okay, what's, what's on the horizon? What do we want to do? And one of the, one of the elders said, we'd love to do a fall festival. We've been trying to get one together for the last three years, but we just have never had the money to get it done. And I said, okay, when do you want to do it? And he just looked at me. He's like, we don't have the money to get it done. And I was like, I didn't ask that. I asked, when do you want to do it? So let's, let's plan it and then figure out how much money we need. And we'll pray that God will provide everything that we need. And so, and I got that from my mentor at the time who, who taught me that because he asked me to do something and I was like, we don't have the money. And he says, I didn't ask you about how much money it was going to cost. I asked you if you think we could do this thing. And so I said, let's, let's pray about it. So we put the, we put the thing together within a few minutes, maybe half hour. And, uh, we said, okay, we need $1,200 to get this thing done with inflatables and all this other stuff. And, uh. And I said, all right, guys, hey, listen, for the next month, let's pray. Let's pray that God will provide for us what we need. And so we prayed, and we got together a month later, and I said, okay, let's talk about this. Let's talk about the financial report. We were looking at the financial report, so I said, let's, let's look at this. And I was like, hey, what's this line right here that says this? And I forget what it was. And my treasurer said, Pastor's oh, that's appreciation. That's, <laughs> that's, that's money that we actually collected so that we could do a fall festival, $1,300. Look at that. Look at and that. so it, and it was there the whole time. It was there before I got here. But it was there, and God provided exactly what we needed, plus a hundred dollars because mm-hmm. we, we needed twelve hundred. Gave us thirteen hundred dollars, and so don't whine about it. Figure it out. Figure out how you can get it to happen instead of saying, "Well, we can't do this thing because we don't have the money." Figure out how you can do it with the money you have. Yeah, I, and I just want to jump in
0: on that and say a hearty amen and praise God for Him already providing for that. Yeah, and and just point out that you can't underestimate the value of prayer. I think that so often in church world we create systems to fix things and we just say, well, yeah, you should pray. And prayer is at the bedrock of this. Yeah. But like seriously, yeah. pray. Like ask God. Like I had a friend who used to say, God is your will, so God is your bill. And like <laughs> yeah. pray, like seek God for that. We had a similar experience uh, that was uh, in a little bit and in terms of God providing uh, man we had a ridiculous ridiculous bill come in that was overlooked by the uh, power company and the power company actually misread the meter and said that we owed like $40,000 for for 1 month's worth worth of bills now let me put that into perspective in the particular building that they said that we owed this for one month. We don't pay that a year. We don't pay that for, like, three years or four in that building. And I'm like, hey, I'm on the phone with them. Like, hey, this is an issue here. Like, And they're going, oh, yeah, we clearly see that's an issue. We're not going to worry about it at all. And But the problem is they still kept sending me bills. And I'm like, God, you either got to take care of this bill or you got to give us money. And you know what God did? He took care of the bill, and he gave us a little bit of money <laughs> towards stuff like that too. And so – what happened, man? We prayed, we had a need, we had an issue, and now we were able to solve that problem but also have some finances to go toward actual ministry and not trying to play catch-up. And so don't underestimate the value of prayer.
2: And the other thing is look and see what you can do. You may not have everything where you want to do it, but maybe that's not where you're supposed to start. Mm, where good. can you start? What can you? How can you use the resources that you do have to accomplish something? And then maybe next year God will bless you because you did something Mm -hmm. you just didn't sit back well we don't have the resource we don't have this we're not going to do anything you did something
0: yeah you don't don't bury the talent under the under the under the ground like you're saying yeah i love it so what about people so like we're talking about money and like yeah you can pray for money and you can do fundraisers and you can do you know all kinds of things regular tithing offering all that stuff what about people what about when you need Five more volunteers, or whenever you're trying to launch small groups and you you can't find that one small group leader that you you really need. What are some of your guys' strategy to deal with that guilt?
2: <laughs> guilt is a guilt, powerful guilt motivator, people huh? into doing something. Okay.
1: Uh, now, what uh, it is 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 you got to be honest with the people and just say, look, here's here's the goal, here's the mission, here's what we want to do. Um, I need your help. I need your help. I know you, you this isn't this isn't a gift you have, but I just need you to get uncomfortable for a couple hours so that we can get this done because here's what we're looking to do and here's what we're looking to accomplish. And if everything works out the way we have envisioned it to work out, next year you won't have to do it because we'll have the people here to do it. And and just be honest with your people and really Get excited about whatever it is, whatever it is you're trying to do. I don't care if it's uh, an outside work day that nobody wants to show up to. Get excited about it. Push it from the pulpit and talk about it. And verbally, I can't express this enough, verbally ask people individually to sign up. Because if you put a sign-up sheet out in the foyer, nobody's going to oh, yeah. sign up for it. Sign-up sheets they're going to yeah. walk past it. They're not even going to look at it. So you have to take that paper to people individually and say, "Look, I need your help." And, and and it means a lot when the the pastor is coming up saying, "I need your help. I need you to just step in and help me for a couple hours to do this stuff." Yeah. So we, I mean, that's the only way you're going to get get people to help you is if you go up and ask them to help you. Otherwise it's going to be you out there doing it all by yourself. And so you need help. So tell them I need help. Yeah.
2: Yeah, That's a great point. Sign up sheets don't work. We think we put a sign up sheet and everybody's like us. We're probably in the pastor because we're a little bit self-motivated. We, we, we see a need and we feel it, that type of thing. And not everybody out there is like that, but we think everybody's like us. And so, oh, well, uh, you know, they, these lazy people, they just won't sign up. Sometimes you got to ask them, and sometimes you got to sell the why. Right. Why are you doing this? Why is this important? Why is this necessary? Because people can get behind the why. Yeah.
0: And maybe let's just be gut-level honest. Maybe it's just doomed to failure from the beginning. I mean, maybe the thing is just, maybe the timing is wrong. Like, there are so many different variables that go into things And, man, like, for example, we've got an event that's coming up that I put in the hands of our team to choose the date, and they chose the date for this event. I gave them one of two options. I had narrowed it down, and they chose the date for it. Now, we live in Virginia, but I spent 10 years of my life in Georgia, and my favorite sports teams are in Georgia. They scheduled this event For the one day that's the biggest sports day of the year for Georgia sports, the Georgia-Florida game. And that's when this event is scheduled. Now, they have no concept of that because this is Virginia, right? But when I lived in Georgia, if you scheduled anything on that day, you're not getting anybody to show up for that. And you can fight it if you want to and tell people, man, you need to love Jesus more than you love sports. They do. But this is the one time of the year where the most hated rival gets played and you're not going to find anybody there to help do your fall VBS or anything in that day. It's like Super Bowl Sunday, man. I, see, I know a lot of churches really try to capitalize on Super Bowl Sunday and praise God for that. But if you have certain people that have traditions where, like, man, they're going to be with their people doing their thing, just move it to another day. Move it to another time. Like, don't sometimes the solution is as simple as changing the calendar date when you're trying to do something. And that, that that's something that I didn't get whenever I was a young pastor, because I thought people need to be motivated. And I thought, you know, I would guilt people like, not the way you're saying Colby, yeah. but like I would compare what they love to idolatry and like, <laughs> well, you better be out here. Cause you, that's an idol in your life. And which is probably the, the downside of the holiness, Pentecostal holiness stuff coming out of you better come apart from the world and be separate. But like, Maybe the solution to getting more volunteers is changing the time. Like if you've got a church full of people that work nine to five or eight to whatever, and you try to throw like a small group at one o'clock in the afternoon, you ain't going to have a whole lot of people show up. Change the time. Change the time. Change the time. Have Uh, I said that enough?
1: I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be there if they scheduled it during the Ohio State School up north (laughs) game. Uh, I wouldn't be there. Yeah, I, that just, I'd be like, i like, no, that, uh, I love my church. I love my people. I love, I love serving. But hey, that's a big day. Yeah. Now it's over with by four thirty. So right. I'll show up then. Well, uh, depending on how the how the game goes, Doesn't I'll show matter. up. Uh, <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm I, I'm talking about me, not you. Like well, I might need to be, some time to for uh, you. It has to be a win. Otherwise, <laughs> you ain't coming ain't out of the hole for a long time. You
0: better be praying <laughs> for me and sending help and all that, especially this year.
2: <laughs> talking about people, uh, there's a book. Who's holding your louder? Sam Chand
0: S A M C H A N D. Go check him out.
2: Uh, one of the things that he says is you can do everything yourself, but then that's too much work, uh, and you can only carry it so far. Uh, you can hire it out, but that's too much money, or you can develop others, and that takes too much time. So you got to pick the one mm. that you're willing to work with. Yeah. Uh, is it if you if you're tired of it being too much work on you, and you can't hire it out, then you got to develop
0: people. Right. And so what we're seeing here is that this is one of those things that's going to be a process. These are these things, man. And and we've talked about this in various issues, uh, not issues, but episodes in the past of like systems to recruit volunteers, systems to get finances going. So you can go back and listen to those. Um, I'll tell you what episodes numbers they are in a minute when I'm not talking and I can look up the actual episode numbers. But what I'm hearing you say, Joey, is that these are things that we can plan for and we can work towards. Mm -hmm. So... How are we going to, now this is kind of pastor level type stuff, but what about that Sunday school teacher or that small group leader or worship leader who's like, well, I need musicians or I need other curriculum. Like what What would you say to those guys?
2: I would say the same thing I would say to the pastor. What's in your hand? What's available to you? Use that and be faithful with that first. And let's see if God doesn't bless uh, as, as you impact the kingdom with what? You have in your hand what you have at your availability Uh, and then then let God worry about the other things.
1: Yeah. So when I first started here, we sang our our worship music was actually split tracks and instrumentals recorded music. We didn't have a live band, so we did the best we could with what we had. And we did a good job. I I thought we were I thought we were really good with with what we had. Uh, It wasn't what we wanted, but it's what we had. And so we just we made do. And so then over the years, we finally have gotten to live music and we've got some great uh, musicians and singers up there and and have have brought it around to where we the direction that we want it um continuously improving and, and doing all that. But we had to we had to do what we had to do. And it doesn't matter what the ministry is. You can only do what you can do with what you have. You can't do more than you're capable of. Mm. Uh, we could not do live music with guitars if I was playing the guitar. Cause I don't know how to play a guitar. Or, or any other instrument for that matter. And so we had to do what we had to do. And so every ministry has to do, you have to do that. You have no choice. You can do nothing or you can do what you can do.
0: That's so those good. are really, whoa, whoa, whoa. No, no, no. Come on. You got to say that again. That's so <laughs> you, good.
1: You can do nothing or you can do what you can do. Because if, if you're trying, if you're not going to do what you're capable of, then you're doing nothing. And that's really not an option in a church. No matter the size of the church, it's not an option. Doing nothing is not an option. So we, we need to, we need to understand that we may not have what we think we need. But we've got something that we can do with. So if it's a Sunday school uh, teacher that says, Hey, I'd really like to have some music for my, uh, for my kids or the youth group would love to have a youth band to do worship before their, their, their youth stuff. And maybe you need to go to split tracks and instrumentals. Maybe you just need to go like karaoke off of YouTube, you know, make do with what you got until it finally comes around. And, and again, going back to the prayer, this was years of prayer that we had here at the church to try to get live music going. And so you, you figure out what you've got, and you use it until you get what you want. Then you can use that.
2: Well, we still don't have live music. We have a drummer that plays along with the music that we play. Yeah. that gives it more of a live feel into the the room, but we still use canned music. Yeah. And we can do worship that way. Absolutely. And can you
0: believe that there's nothing wrong with that? There's nothing wrong with that. Like... Who wrote the book that said you have to have a live band? Yeah, like yeah we,
1: we're, surprisingly we worshipped a long time without the live music. Yeah, it's fine. It's absolutely. And, fine. and you know what? I worship in my car without live music. Mm-hmm. It's Pandora, right? And, and I'm worshiping in my in my truck as I'm driving in. You know, so yeah, I don't have a band in the back of my truck playing. Singing. Some of the people driving by act like they think they got a live band because they love <laughs> when they drive by. I was gonna say, <laughs>
2: singing the Ohio State fight song is not worship. Just seeing that. Don't well, judge me. This is some people. I'm Don't clear, judge right?
0: me. <laughs> hey, listen, he's a... Kobe's like, I will sing what I want to sing when I want to sing it, dog. In your lane over there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like Joey and I, we're part of a coaching network and one of their fastest growing churches uses tracks every week. And we're talking like hundreds of people have started flocking to this church and, and they're like, well, of course you've got elevation and hill song and you've got the best <laughs> worship leaders in the world. And
1: I, I used to do a uh, Saturday night service and uh, the fourth Saturday of every month, I would let my worship team have the night off and I would bring a worship team in from one of the churches around that I knew and uh, one Saturday I couldn't get anybody to come in so I put on I put on YouTube with uh with lyrics and I had third day casting crowns I mean I had I the had concert going That's on right. up in here uh, and so yeah you get the, you can get some of the best uh, bands out there but I'll tell you what I wouldn't I'd say that none of them bands are better than ours there we go there
2: we go <laughs>
0: Uh, I like it. I like where you're going with that. And just, man, for those of you that are listening, curious about how you can find out more about how to build this system, we actually did a series of podcasts on various systems. And you can start that around episode 13, so that we talk about our Sunday morning system. And so episode 13, 14, 15, and a couple of those following, you can see about how we have advised and been advised to do systems that will help us to be able to grow in these places
2: and then when talking about resources and especially equipment and stuff like that and it could be musicians and stuff uh is there other, is there resources that people might be willing to share with you yeah you don't have to own it yeah. you can borrow it or you can rent it or Beg lease it big borrow or steal i mean uh, <laughs> big borrow or steal that's right come on somebody uh, and i've been on both ends of this i've had equipment that i have let people borrow uh, to accomplish things and was glad to see it go out there in ministry because it didn't belong to me. It belonged to God anyway. Yeah. And then there's other times I've needed equipment that I've asked, hey, does anybody got this? Can I borrow this? Uh, we did a movie, drive-in movie uh back. Uh, we're going to do one this Friday, but uh, we did one back in April, I think it was. And I borrowed the transmitter from somebody else to transmit it to all the cars um and so it allowed me to do the drive-in movie they pulled up they could see the movie on the side and listen to it in their car so i didn't have to blare stuff but i i was allowed to. i was able to do that because i was willing to ask do you have this out does anybody got this and,
1: and, and i got that in my notes too is join forces you know get get together with somebody else that's doing something you know um and, and you, you gotta ask and don't stay within your own Church circle, don't stay within your own you know, denomination. Even, I mean, cross over. We're on the same team. And, and if and if somebody if somebody won't let you because you're not one of us, then they're competing against you, and they're 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 lost. Uh, I'm not competing against any church in this area. Um, my, my goal is to, to join forces with them and do ministry in this city and, and make a difference in this city. Um, and and so I will ask any church, anything I've borrowed baptisms from, from a church, uh, -hmm. 30 miles away because I knew the pastor and I asked, Hey, I want to do baptisms. We had never done baptisms in our building. I want to do a baptism in my building on a Sunday morning. Can I borrow one of your portables? And he sent a guy over here to put it together for me and fill it up. And we did baptisms first time ever. Uh, Our building has been here since 62. And we did this in probably 2014 for the first time ever in our building. We were doing baptisms. And so because I asked, because I asked somebody else, hey, can I borrow something? And they'll give it to you. They'll let you borrow it. Yeah, they're happy to advance. uh, Just got to give it back.
2: Invest into the kingdom. Uh, But uh, great point. Uh what you said there is uh, partnering with other things. If you can't do a harvest festival on your own, maybe there's another church that's in the same boat. But y'all can come together and do something in the community together to impact the community together. And y'all can work together. And you have things that they need. They have things you need. And you can come and accomplish that.
1: But would you be together. okay if the people that came to that harvest festival went to their church and not yours? Ooh, and that. Yeah. Is another podcast for another (laughs) day. It is. I Uh will say, I will say yes. As long as they're hearing the gospel, that's all that matters. But that is another.
0: That's something that
1: uh, God's really been dealing with me on,
0: man. It's like, dude, this is about kingdom. This isn't about your castle. And I'm like, okay, God, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's, let's make this a a reality, Lord. And I don't care if I'm at the front of the line or the back of the line. Just let me be in the line. Be in the line. Come on. And, uh, man, I I think that this is for those of you out there that are kind of like me and you have gas. Not that kind of gas for Oh, phew, I'm talking thank
2: goodness. We're gear. in a small room with this guy. <laughs> at least the door's open today.
0: I'm talking gear acquisition syndrome. You don't have to own it to enjoy it. Like, borrow it. Like Joey just said, beg, borrow, or steal. There's some way to get some resources. We're not advocating stealing, but, hey, at least borrow it for a long enough time
1: that it feels like that. I was going to
2: bring I, it back. <laughs> you know, you've, heard
1: the, you've heard the saying, the man who dies with the most toys wins. I'm the firm believer that the man who dies next to the guy <laughs> the neighbor of the guy with the most toys wins because I, if I don't have to buy it and I can borrow it and probably keep it for a long time, I'm going to. That's right. Uh, and, and, you know, we, we need an inflatable bounce house for some sort of event. I know a pastor that has an inflatable bounce house. They own it, so we borrow it. That's right. Uh, you know, if there's something out there, I had a before I ended up with a sound system that I could take outside because we got a new one for our sanctuary. I would ask this pastor, "Hey, can I borrow your uh, your portable uh, sound system so we could do stuff outside?" And he'd let me borrow it. So, I mean, it's it's that simple. Uh, just ask hey, people, and and even, hey, can I borrow some people? Yeah, you got some people.
0: You've I can got borrow. some folks that I can borrow. Like we did that one time here with you and me. We had a secret shopper to you. Yeah, and it, you're like. It's, there are ways, so. I'm still mad at you about that. I, I mean, well, listen, if it makes you feel any better, they don't even go to our church anymore, <laughs> so they're secret shopping somebody else's <laughs> church, so there that is. So, man, that's, uh, really, man, what we've wanted to share with you in this episode is that lack of resources are a reality, but they're not a reality that you can't overcome. There's something that we can adapt, we can improvise, we can work to make this, uh, to overcome the lack of resources. The important thing is don't let it get to you. Yes. Like that's just ministry, man. You're going to face lack of resources. If you ever get to a place where you've got all the money and all the people and all the stuff you need, you're probably not in ministry anymore, right? (laughs) You're probably doing something else for somebody else, or you're in heaven with Jesus.
2: Yeah, I think a great question, and I have to ask myself, am am I... Using the resources that i got to accomplish the most that I can accomplish before I want something else. Uh,
0: So um, this has been Joey's last episode because (laughs) nobody talks to me like that on the Small Church Leadership (laughs) Podcast. That's so good, man. And uh, I don't want to have to answer it. I
2: don't like answering it either because I I think that, again, I think that that item that I want is going to change everything. Right. And it probably ain't.
0: Right. And that's not just for ministry; that's for our own lives, right? Like yeah, we don't right. need to buy that new gun, do we? We don't hey, need to. Hey, like, hey, we
2: can, hey! just because I struck at you, don't have to strike back.
0: Especially baggage, if we've got like turn the other cheek, man. So turn the other cheek. many of them, like we don't need that new
1: and improved one. That, Did you hear his wife go, hey, Amen? Yeah.
0: <laughs> she actually texts me, "Hey, would you say this during the episode today?"
1: So, you guys, know, one of the last things I want to throw out there is uh is find out where the wheel has already been invented. And jump yes. and, and jump on, yes, yes. Because so many times we want to be the trendsetters. We want to be the ones that are doing the the great work for the Lord. But you know what? There's probably somebody already doing that great work. So jump on board. Ask them, hey, how can we serve you? How can we come alongside your ministry and serve you and 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 help you out? You've got this big church. You've got hundreds of people. I've got twenty people that want to serve, and we can't get into go. that neighborhood and do much, but we can come along with you and do a lot. There you go. So how can we serve you? Uh, I've done that several times, and and we have found great success with that. Somebody's already re- already invented the wheel. Yeah, and and it doesn't even have
0: to be a big church. No, like there are other like homeless outreaches in ta- in your yes. town. There are. Uh, ministries to single mothers in your town. Like find somebody that's doing so it in
1: our town. They've got that that um, churches open up their their buildings for homeless. Mm-hmm. And uh, I know in one one city in your city, it's called Night's Welcome. Uh, they open up for uh, the homeless to come in, and, and they feed them. They uh, bed them down. They stay the night. They uh, give them, They ba- uh, bag up their lunches, and they, they give them breakfast, and then they send them on the way. They come in at like 7 o'clock at night. They leave by 6 o'clock in the morning. It, those churches that are doing that are doing a wonderful service. Maybe your church can't serve like that, but you could help them serve like that. Absolutely. I
0: know when we do that in Portsmouth with how it goes around here, is that one of the big things that we can use from our church is just more volunteers. Yeah. And so maybe you don't have the building and I've got the building, send some of your people over. Like you don't have to reinvent the wheel. There are several different places where you can, man, go and help them make sandwiches for the homeless. You might not have the facility or the building, but you can send people that way. And you're doing kingdom type work there and overcoming a lack of resources in a creative way. So where there's a will,
2: Come on, guys. There's a way. There's a
0: way. Yeah, there we go. I thought it was a trick question. (laughs) (laughs) Where there's a will, there's a feral. I don't know. Whatever. We'll (laughs) figure that out. So, guys, thanks for being with us here on the Small Church Leadership Podcast. We hope that this has been encouraging to you, and we actually hope that you stick around for our next episode. The next episode, episode 52, we're going to be talking about contentment and how important it is to find contentment in life and ministry And also how it's a struggle to find that sometimes. So we want you to come back for that. And also, we would love for you to do a handful of things that would be helpful to get the message of small church leadership out to those that need it. Colby, what is one of those things they could do?
1: Wherever you get your podcast, go out there and give us a five-star rating. Let us know how good we're doing. And uh, leave a comment. Share this uh, podcast with some of your small church for, uh, leadership friends. Let them know that uh, there's uh, three guys out there that are trying to help the uh, small church fulfill the big mission. Hey, that's my line. I'm just borrowing it.
2: <laughs> and Joey,
1: what else? They can go to our face, their Facebook,
2: go to the search bar and type in small church leadership and they should be able to find us there.
0: And as you find us there, you'll be able to interact with us. And we will be able to interact with you. Here's something we're interested in, too. How do you overcome a lack of resources? What are some areas that you've seen God show up and go and and kind of blow your circuits with? And you know what you can do? You can go and you can comment on our Facebook page and let us know how you've done that. Or send us a message there as well. And in the meantime, know that we're praying for you, we love you, and we'll see you in episode 52 when we talk about contentment. So this has been the Small Church Leadership Podcast, the podcast where we are prayerfully and hopefully helping the small church fulfill the big mission. I'm Brian. I'm Joey. And I'm Colby. And we shall see you on the flippity-flop, bippity-poppity, the zoppity Bye
2: now. (laughs)